Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up. Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns, you are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. And I'm your other host, Audrey. And you know, it, we always, uh, we as, as humans always, must always strive to, to surpass our weaknesses and, 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 and kind of, uh, ta- you know, help, help overcome our, our, weakest, uh, our, our weakest links here. And so I think it is very brave of the Armada animation team to have uh, made an episode entirely about aerial combat when uh, that has consistently been the area with which they have utterly failed to animate things properly. Um, I do have to applaud them for that. I will say that for the most part, they do okay. There are obviously some shots where it's like, oh, no, that wasn't is... animated, was it? That was just sort of, <laughs> again, a dragged asset. But, you know, enough of it, given that it is like a hundo percent of the episode, enough of it was watchable to be, like, watchable, you know? Yeah, no, this is not quite as bad as uh, Decisive Battle, where, where you know, Blur and Hotshot turned into fucking uh, adult swim animation. But... There was definitely a lot of jet fire moving around as a JPEG in this episode. Yeah, there was just like weird timing stuff as well, um, which maybe seems weirder to me in the Japanese since I know that was how it was animated. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just like, it's not like an issue of the dubbing or anything. Um, Specifically, there's like one line where like, and we can, we'll get to it eventually, where Thrust is like, oh, I got a dodge. And then it like, He's looking at the shot come towards him and chooses at the very last minute to transform, even though he sees it coming for a while. Um, yeah, and dodge that's, it. That's also how it is in the dub. He's like, well, yeah, Uh-oh. I mean, obviously it has to be that way in the dub if that's how it is in the sub. I'm just yeah. saying that it's like stranger to me to see it in the sub because it's obviously not like a dubbing error. You know what I mean? Like, it is obviously animated that way originally. Of course. But uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, of course. Today we watched two episodes of Transformers Armada, whose names, uh, whose numbers I don't remember because... 26 and 27. Thank you. 2B has decided to track things in a very confusing and arbitrary way. Um, So we watched Link Up in the dub. That is our first episode here. Uh, Link Up Fusion. Once again, the continuing pattern. Just, Just get rid of that extra word. We don't need that fucking shit. Get out of here. Just link up. Uh, And this is kind of our first actual introduction to Jetfire, because he only showed up for about three minutes at the end of the last episode and didn't really do much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you are getting it, we are getting a much clearer vision that Jetfire is kind of the, the like rowdy maverick of the Autobot command. He, so he feels actually a lot like Rodimus. Yes, he is. He is very much in the same vein of a IDW Rodimus, maybe not quite as conceited or uh, self-important, but definitely reckless and youthful. As, I as, mean, as a, IDW uh, and also like original G One. Yeah, because 
I always forget, right? Uh, Rodimus Prime, when he took over in the third season, he was a much more, like, headstrong and unsure leader compared to Optimus Prime's, you know, stalwart authority figure. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of get the, 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 the mood here where, where Jetfire is very reliable, he's very powerful, but he is younger and he is brasher and he is re- he he just loves to to fucking tussle he just loves to have a good time yeah and there's like he's he was optimus's right-hand man and you know you don't get to be optimus's right-hand man without being good at your job so clearly he's skilled but he his actual combat experience is different at least maybe not more limited but different than uh everyone else on the team right now i'm optimus's right hand arm man i I, i'm his little bunny rabbit (laughs) it's just like does he call you that no No. (laughs) by the Um, way i i don't know if you saw but i finally have a way to describe jetfire's dub voice it is what if solid snake was a bro yeah and Nero, also you got it wrong. I'm Optimus's right foot, leg, foot, <laughs> pants, <laughs> pants. Yeah, pants. this is where the the fucking oh man. When we say that Jetfire is the is the chief support uh, to Optimus's command structure, we do mean arch support. But we'll get to that. <laughs> no, yeah, we we're really quite literally ans- answering the question of who wear the, wears the pants in the relationship. And uh, for the first time, we have to decide who is the pants in the relationship, which I don't think is ever a thing that has come up before, but we have the answer. Yeah. Anyway, Optimus is super fucked up after that last battle, um, and he is chilling in the med bay. He is taking a break. He's having a little sit down. Yeah, Red Alert's like, he's not <laughs> he's not in any immediate danger. I just need to make sure like he's in, he's in uh, you know, peak fighting form because... Thrust is here now, and he is not someone you want to fuck around with. Ratch is like, yeah, he's fine, but he's dead. Don't bother him. <laughs> let him sleep. Let 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 Dad sleep it off. All right. He'll be back next week, but for now, he just has to. He he just he's he listen. He just he has a headache. Um, and so uh, the command has fallen to Jetfire, who is of course taking his new role with a lot of humbleness and grace and and uh and sobriety sort of sobriety uh just kidding he's like hell yeah my name's jetfire i'm the co- i'm your i'm your cool new dad what's yeah, no, up well yeah so now that now that jetfire is here um optimus can finally actually slide into being dad as jetfire takes over being cool uncle that is correct yes um because man jetfire has huge cool uncle energy in the in these episodes with his interactions with the kids uh so we cut up to the moon moon base time and of course everyone's real mad at thrust well demolisher is real mad at thrust in particular um He's like, his plan, you he's talking up his plan like nothing else, and he fucking failed, and we got our asses kicked. His, okay, his Seiyu deserves an Emmy for this scene. That guy's putting in work. He's like, Nadia! Like, Nadia! He's just like, what are you doing? What do you think you're, like, what is the plan? What is your strategy? What are you doing, Thrust? It's really good. 
And Thrust is like, okay, listen, I admit I did not account for the unexpected appearance of Jetfire, but now that we know about him, I can account for that and make a new plan, which was uh, almost going to, uh, assuredly going to win. And this entire time, it's great because Megatron, he's not mad at Thrust yet, um, but he is looking very bored. And just sort of, he's like, he's he's basically fucking Skyrim Jarl sitting on his throne. And he he does tell them all to calm down and, and lay off Thrust. But then he also turns, turns to Thrust and goes, but uh, you do have a plan to win, right? Like, this one, this one will work, right? And Thrust, like, looks out through the broken hole this of the nemesis. Again. Of the nemesis. And looks up at all the stars and he goes... Have you ever played Katamari? I see it. I see the cosmos. And he, he's like, Megatron, your victory is written in the stars. Don't worry about it. I got you, bro. Are you his tactician or his fucking chief astrologer, Thrust? He can't yeah, really? keep doing this shit. First it was like, ah, a ray of sunlight has blessed you with victory, Megatron. And now it's like, another sign from the universe. The stars... Harold, your great triumph. It's like, come on, man. You can't you can't keep doing this. You're eventually going to run out of like cosmological events that you can ascribe meaning to. Well, it depends on what version you're in. Apparently, uh, you know, sometimes meteors try to attack and you have to fend them off with uh, the cosmotector. <laughs> and it's so important <laughs> yeah, that the it's so important that the narrator has to talk about it's true, it. True, yeah, sometimes that happens, you know. <laughs> So, Who can say when it'll happen again? We we cut down back to Autobase, and the Autobots are talking about Thrust, and we get a lot, a bit more like detail about just how infamous he is. Because Blur is like, yeah, I remember Vector, um, and and Hotshot's like, you mean that planet where the entire Autobot force station there got absolutely destroyed? And Blur's like, yeah, it was Thrust. He <laughs> fucked us up real bad. So they named three other planets where. I find this interesting because it sort of like gives a galactic scale to the war that we lack sometimes. Yeah. Um, so they mentioned three other planets that have been like battlefronts uh, where Thrust has basically fucked the Autobots real good. And those those planets are Orga, Droy, and Duke. Those are also all of the, the names in the dub. Um, it's interesting that this version of the Civil War seems to not super be centered on Cybertron. Um, and it has spread out because, presumably, they are looking for minicons uh, throughout the cosmos, and they know that there aren't any on Cybertron, so... So, yes and, yes and no, I think, in terms of, like, the impetus to it, because the expansion of Decepticon's power beyond Cybertron was actually what, like, it sort of ignited the war. Oh, that's right. Right? So, like, we have that as, like, canonical lore, where the Autobots were like, eh, not so sure about this for as long as the Decepticons were staying on Cybertron. But it was as soon as they started sort of trying to colonize other planets that the Autobots were like, no, this has gone too far. And that's when the war actually began. So this has, from its very inception, been a multi-planetary war. That's true. I did for completely forget about that detail about this continuity's version of the war. So yeah, it makes total sense that there are like little battlefronts scattered throughout the uh, 
the cosmos here, the little little beachhead planets, as it were, where little uh, skirmishes are happening. And Thrust is apparently just hopping from planet to planet and just demolishing the Autobot resistance. But Jetfire's not worried, though. Jetfire can take him. Yeah. Well, you seen that guy? You seen how fucked up his head is? I can totally beat him. <laughs> um, there's also a really cute moment where, um, uh, uh, Billy specifically is like, yeah, great. Like, it's awesome that Jetfire is here. Maybe we won't suck so hard now. And Jetfire's like, you saying we suck hard? And Billy's like, no, I'm not, but Jeff Fire's like, yeah, I'm just joshing with you. And he sticks his finger <laughs> finger out and Billy fist pumps it. And it's really cute. <laughs> he's, he's the cool uncle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speak of the devil and he shall appear. Thrust is flying around their base randomly. <laughs> hey, apparently. how did they find out, though? Uh, I assume they just have, like, like... Surveillance so, around their base. Interesting. Okay, so in the dub, all the microns have been beeping for like several minutes. Oh right, and yeah, the there is that are, detail. Yeah, the kids are like, so there's like a UFO above us, and uh, they all go over to the screens check it out, and everyone except Jetfire's like, that's fucking thrust, and, and Jetfire's like, man, why didn't the why didn't the microns say anything before? Like, all the microns just beep at him. And all the kids are like, yeah, no, they say that they've been saying this for, like, several minutes. That's hilarious. I, I didn't forget about that, because he's like, what the hell? Where, where are these guys on about? What are they talking about? So he goes, he's like, hey, listen, I'll be right back. Don't tell Optimus about this. I'm just going to go deal with the guy real quick. It'll be fine. And everyone is like, mm. <laughs> I don't I don't know about this one Jetfire is like I'm the get, I'm the guy I'm the coolest I'm the best you uh, I'll be right back and he flies off. Yeah, anyway, see you later don't tell Optimus love you bye. And Thrust as soon as he sees him and goes, "You fucking idiot, gotcha." <laughs> and leads him on a goose chase, a wild goose chase sort uh, of high up in the sky until, you know, the plan is revealed. And yet again, this is another good plan. Yeah. So I do like whoever is doing the subs on these. Shout out! Shout out to this like um, translator group because uh, they they really obviously have um, a, a pretty deep uh, appreciation for like Transformers lore because all the things I've mentioned that like slag and pit and all the things that they say that ha- use sort of like canon terminology. I know they're they're not actually being said in Japanese. <laughs> like I, I I know this, but. Um, what gets translated here as Thrust leads Jetfire into his trap, which is just like another good line I really appreciate it, is um, he's a truly short-circuited fool. <laughs> so the clouds part and it reveals uh, in formation we have Cyclonus, Starscream, the Air Defense Minicon team, and the Air Attack Minicon team all ready to fuck Jetfire up. And immediately the kids are like... Oh my god, no, he's using minicons again. Jetfire, you have to be careful. And he's like, ah, worry about it. I'll be fine. I'm good at shooting. And he immediately... Now, kids at home, play along. Who's the first person he shoots at? Or may I remind you, the three targets are... Thrust, Cyclonus, and Starscream. If you guessed anyone other than Cyclonus, (laughs) you haven't been watching the show. (laughs) Doherty Explorer voice. That's right! It was Sandstorm! 
I think San- I think Cyclonus just has like a latent ability that draws aggro. People just love to shoot at him. He just has a Monst- very punchable face, even when he's a helicopter. <laughs> he is a very punchable helicopter. I don't know how to explain it. I just hate that fucking like little curved cockpit he has. I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, they. Uh... So interestingly, all the microns are there, but no one is power linking because shut up. I mean, I guess like yeah, uh, is I wonder why I think I think they should have brought some like uh, minicons for Cyclonus to power link with at least, but it's uh, it seems like they don't really need to because he does miss Cyclonus. Cyclonus does actually dodge the first shot, which is usually not how this goes. Um, yeah, usually he'd be face down in the dirt at this point. Or in this case, face down in the ocean, because they the, are... Yeah, or in the snow. They are indeed uh, flying over open sea, which makes it impossible for the other Autobots to back Jetfire up. And also impossible um, for them to try, uh, try them in a court of law. So, you know. <laughs> International waters, Jetfire! You'll never get us! Um, And so... Uh, everyone at base is like, oh, fuck, goddammit, I knew this was gonna happen. Um, and Scavenger's like, this is why you never underestimate thrusts. Uh, we need to find a way to back him up, uh, but we can't wake Optimus up. So they find an island, and Smokestream's like, great, I'm gonna head out. Uh, he takes Blur and Hotshot with him. And this entire time, Jetfire is just getting fucked up by the Decepticons and their minicons here. Um, interesting that the we have the Star Saber minicons here, but they are not combined into the star saber right now um they're just they're just flying solo here for a bit but it is very interesting that even for a moment megatron would let the star saber out of his hands he must really do he must really actually trust thrust if he if he does that yeah Yeah. um have a feeling after this might not be willing to do that again Um, uh it all depends there is one part of me so as uh, Jetfire gets fucked up by the Microns. And this is, this is like, the only possible reason that I could think of that they wouldn't be power linking is because that the sheer numbers of uh, Microns can actually be used against Jetfire as a shield because he refuses to shoot them, which becomes, like, pretty immediately obvious to Thrust. And as it does become immediately obvious to Thrust, he, you know, signals to Starscream, he's like, alright, Starscream, who I guess has power linked because he's using his Null Rays, uh, which I'm pretty sure he can only do when he's power linked with Grid. Um, so he signals to Starscream, he's like, all right, finish him off, and, uh, Starscream powers up his null race, and all I can think of is, like, woof, messy, uh, messy breakup in every continuity, huh? <laughs> God. Yeah, I guess Starscream is supposed to be the, like, he, he's the one who delivers the coup de grace on this plan here, uh, which is, yet again, Thrust does seem to have a pretty high opinion of Starscream. Um, he's the one who told Megatron, hey, listen, Starscream's the only one of these guys who's worth a damn. Uh, so I'm going to make him my lieutenant in all these plans. Yeah. So when, uh, so, uh, Jetfire does manage to dodge it, but, you know, he can't fire back because he is literally being, like, entirely surrounded by these little jets. They're, like, flying around him in a swarm and just shooting him so he can't do anything. Meanwhile, support team arrives on the island. Smokescreen goes in to, uh, shoot down who I believe is one. <laughs> I believe, does he take aim at Cyclonus again, or does he actually take aim at Thrust? Because I, I want it to be Cyclonus very badly. I honestly did not pay that much attention. 
I'm just going to say that he takes aim at Cyclonus because I think it's very funny. But immediately, his fucking crane arm gets blown off by Demolisher. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was... Oh, was that what he was going to do? Okay, no, no, no. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So it's slightly... Was he, was he trying to deliver the Sky Boom shield? Yes, yeah. Okay. So, in the in the sub, they're, they all warp there, and they find see Jetfire in the sky, and they see that he's getting, like, bombarded. And they're like, alright, well, if he had the world's most indestructible shield, maybe he wouldn't be so fucked. And, you know, uh, Blur looks at... Blur looks at Grapp and goes... Can you, can you reach it from there? And Grapp's like, oh yeah, I got this. And I was really gonna say, I had like original note here. I was in the middle of typing it as the scene was going on. That was like, you know, Grapp, you've one job, but you do it well. But as I was typing that, I was typing, you've one job, and then his arm gets blown off. And you know, yeah, he does it well, and the Decepticons know this, and that's why they immediately take out the fucking payload dispenser here. And Demolisher's like, for some reason, he's like, I'm Demolisher, the mighty Decepticon warrior. It's like, yeah, we know. Great. We've been new. We know who you are. Sideways is also there. Um, he's he's not really saying anything, though. Uh, but, that'll change. Yeah. So they, of course, get pinned Your down. Your life ends in 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. They get pinned down. Uh... Uh, Smokescreen is forced to cower behind the Skyboom shield here. Along with everyone else, they cannot deliver any, you know, firing support to Jetfire here. And this is when Megatron shows up and is like, are you fucking kidding me? Prime isn't even here? Prime didn't even come? I'm fuck. I'm fucking pissed. I'm gonna kill all y'all. Yeah. How dare he? How do- I... Do I make this beautiful- I have my, my wonderful squid-headed tactician- Make this beautiful plan to murder the shit out of his best bro. I have Dan Aykroyd from the Coneheads here and fighting for all of us. And he doesn't even come. He doesn't even show up. What yeah. kind of what kind of what kind of arch rival is he? I'm just gonna use the Star Saber to just destroy everyone. So what is really interesting to me about this point is that he, so he you know he's like all right summons the the Star Saber, but he uses the word evolution. Which again in the in the sub is the equivalent to power link. I guess it's because the minicons power link with each other to form the star saber. I guess so, but it's like obviously not traditional power linking. You know what I mean? So I did find that really interesting that he was like, "Okay, star saber evolution," and that it's just the normal star saber. Like I said, it should be the evil purple dark saber. They never put that in the show, and it would have been cool. Um, oh, at one point, Scavenger is watching Jetfire getting, like, fucking perforated with laser fire, and he's like, he's just, he's basically just like, thrust you magnificent bastard, I read your book! He's just like, thrust is a brilliant tactician, I could, this plan is incredible, it's fucking airtight, I'm in awe, and the kids are just like, you could be less appreciative of him, you know, Jetfire's out there getting heat. Yeah. Uh, so, at, at this point... Um, Blur and Hotshot are, are kind of fleeing, trying to flee the scene, trying, trying to, to regroup here. I believe they're being pursued by Cyclonus and or Sideways. Um, and Megatron is uh, attacking Smokescreen who has the Skyboom shield. He's basically just like, you 
are too fucking weak to actually use that shield. That's why you're just the delivery boy for it. So why don't you just give it to me so someone with real power can wield it? Smokes is just like, I don't want well, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself instead? That would be nice. And Megatron's like, well, I gave you one chance for mercy, and the Hot Rod's like, cool, go fuck yourself. Again. Cannot emphasize this enough, go fuck yourself. So things are going poorly, and Red Alert and Scavenger are basically like, alright, we need to get out there and help them. But the kids go like, okay, well, so one of you needs to stay here, though, because Optimus is still in bed. And they're like, fuck, goddammit. Uh, they're right. So they start arguing about who should go out. Uh, it's like, Red Alert's like, I'll go. And Scavenger's like, no, 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 I'll go. You need to look out for Optimus. And then... We, we uh, get a really cool shot here, actually, in my opinion. Um, yes. So Because, yeah, it, what, what do we see on the monitor? Well, it, it's not... It's actually before we see on the monitor. Um, well, un- unless you're talking about the bed, the bottom of the bed. No, I'm not. Okay, so what we see here, um, as they start arguing... Um, I know what you're talking a little later on, but um, they it goes to, like, the bottom of Optimus's bed, uh, where there's all these, like, cables jacked into it of his, of his sick bed. And you can still hear them arguing over this, but as they argue, all of the cables disengage. Um, and you just see them all fall to the floor, which I think is, like, a really cool shot, especially with the diegetic sound of everyone else like arguing about him off screen yeah and uh then yeah the monitor comes up someone's in the warp gate room yeah they get an alert they get an alert being like launch launch approved launch commencing and everyone's like wait what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) they all look around hang on everyone's here so who's that and they open the monitor and it's a very tired looking optimus uh, and they're like, uh, no, you get back in bed, sir. And he's like, no, you gotta send me. I gotta go. Trust me. I have a plan. Does, does he say exactly where he wants to go? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think he does say like, you just, just, just drop me in. He's like, just drop me right above Jetfire's position and I will handle it from there. Okay. He's in the sub. He's like, warp me to thrust's coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get him <laughs> gonna get that motherfucker and so yeah thrust we see thrust again and he's like all right the other autobots are handled optimus prime isn't here starscream let's hit him again and so starscream goes in for another dive for and another divorce point, shot yeah this is the point where uh optimus appears right next to thrust who goes oh fuck not again Eddie, uh, they're in mid-air so optimus just dive bombs him yeah, he just dies off and he blows he blows Starscream out of the sky midair. And during while he's doing this, Starscream like wails as he fucking uh falls to the sea and, and Optimus goes, I guess they call I guess they don't call him Starscream for nothing. Three sixty no skips, oh my god. Great. <laughs> that's some that's some straight up fan fiction shit. <laughs> so uh different context. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when he is flying right towards Jetfire, and Thrust is like, uh, okay, what is happening here? And what is happening here is that they fucking power link. It's time for Jet Convoy, baby. Oh, which is well, the, They do say Jet Convoy in the, yeah. the dub. So, okay, before they power link, um, so, 
Uh, Optimus dive bombs Thrust, but this is the point that we were actually talking about earlier, where Thrust is like, oh shit, gotta get out of the way, and then waits like a weirdly long amount of time before he transforms and goes out of the way. Yes. Moves yeah, out of the way. Just... But he does. He does manage to dodge, and <laughs> meanwhile, Optimus is still dive bombing towards the ocean, because he can't fucking fly. And all the kids are like, oh my god, he's going to shatter to bits on the like a harsh ocean floor. Jesus Christ, somebody do something. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, Jetfire's like, commander, and, like, flies down after them. And Thrust is a little bit like, oh, how pathetic, like, you know, trying to save your commander in this way, but he's going to die in the ocean floor. And it's like, that's what you think. We're a fusion, baby. Yep, so they can buy. Also, I, I got my... Uh... I got my events out of order. Starscream actually pursues them first. He pursues Optimus and Jetfire first to try and shoot them down. Then they combine, shoot them out of the sky, and that's when Optimus says, I don't call him Starscream for nothing. Great, yeah. Um, um, so, and Thrust is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, um, his boot too big for his goddamn feet is what's his, happening. So uh, Jetfire has become Pants. Pants. He has, this is Jet Convoy, uh, as they do, like I said, they do use that name in the dub, which is interesting. Uh, another thing that keeps happening every so often is that sometimes they forget to draw in Jet Convoy, and so sometimes you'll get shots of uh, regular old Super Optimus flying around. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a complicated design. New, yes. new, new toys, we haven't really gotten them in yet, but I will say, I owned both the... Um, I owned the Super Optimus toy, uh, the like the the base Optimus toy, and I had Jetfire, so I believe I did make Jet Convoy at some point when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember, he had a hard time standing up, but uh, you know, he yeah. wrecks shop. Jet, Optimus and Jetfire completely like obliterate their shit, um, and Thrust yet again is like, well, I. Oh, surely this is the last unexpected twist. Right. <laughs> Before yeah. 2021 ends, would anyone else like to tell me <laughs> if they can combine? Yeah, so in this scene in particular, um, it's kind of a matter of scale. I don't know her. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So Jet Combat just like wrecks shop. And there's uh, a moment, so all the non-flyers are again like fighting on this island including Megatron who's oh been you know harassing all the Autobots with the Star Saber and you know Grap's like man I can go against him with the Cosmotector but Blur and Hot Rod are like nah man we've tried that like believe me just let Optimus do it we gotta retreat for now and as they are retreating and you know Megatron's going after them Jet Convoy flies over, and he's, like, twice the size of Megatron. He's he fucking just, huge! And he just smacks Megatron into the water. He picks up Demolisher like a little baby and flies over the ocean. Like, he, he wraps his hands entirely around Demolisher's waist. Yeah. He's fucking enormous. Which, to be fair, I think base Optimus was also, or like super base Optimus was like pretty big when the few times he did it. <laughs> Frankly, I'm, 
the thing I'm most surprised about is that like he didn't combine with his base all that much. I think he only did it like three times yeah. before this. So how how embarrassing do you think it is to be like an army commander's right hand man and have to be in competition with his fucking trailer? For well, who to gets be fair, to be, for who gets to be pants? To be fair, I don't think there is any more competition because Jet Convoy can fly right. and the Super Base can't. I think the trailer is just there to like compensate for when Jetfire isn't around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he has destroyed the Decepticons entirely. I guess at some point Cyclones got shot down. I wasn't really paying attention. I just assume that every single time Cyclones will get blown out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun r- running joke. It's kind of the Team Rocket blasting off again of yeah. Transformers Armada. Uh, and Thrust is like, okay, everyone, time to go. Well, I do appreciate his line in the, in the Japanese, which is like, well, that was fun. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> as long as you had fun, sir. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, time to redraw a bunch of shit now that I know that this can happen, I guess. But uh, he, he said it, it, there was, it wasn't, like, sarcastic. It was like, oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. And I was I like... Mean, I think I think he likes the challenge. I think he likes his plans being thwarted for once. Yeah, but, but also it's like, okay, like, not the point of why you're here, dude. No, it's not at all. But, you know, as long as he's having a good time, I'm right. happy. Right, as him. long, you know, it's not whether you win or lose, right? It's how you play the when game. He, when you look like that, you need all the Ws you can get, is all I'm saying. Oh, um, God. Looks like so a freaking tardigrade. So everyone's gathering around. Optimus and Jetfire unlink, and everyone's like, Dan, that was the sickest shit I've ever seen. And the Jetfire's like, yeah, that's no big. We've combined a bunch of times over the years. We did it all the time. First time we did it in midair, though. That was pretty... That was pretty wild. Yeah. And then Optimus is like, yeah, that was pretty wild. Hey, don't do that shit again, though. <laughs> hey, hey. Look at me. For real, though? Look at me. Look at me. Je- Jeffar, you look at me. Don't, don't, do don't that. pull that shit again. Don't do that shit again. Yeah. Jeffar's like, yeah, okay, you're, you're probably right, man. I'm sorry. I I just wanted to look cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm the new guy. I wanted to make a good impression. But, Optimus. Uh, and of course we have our we have our fucking everyone laughs ending, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, time for shit to get weird next episode though, because we got detection. Uh, we get true character. So we start off with a wonderful. Well, before we start off, I need to talk about the new OP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Is this, this is the changeover point. Yeah. Okay. This is the so at this episode we are now more than. Like, 26 was the official halfway mark of the series. So, now we get a new OP and a new ending. And the first OP in the Japanese was, like, kind of weird. It grew on me, but it had, like, a weird sort of identity. Um, The new OP, the second OP, fucks severely. Um, Yeah, watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, this pussy pops severely. Um, It's like... It almost feel there are parts of it. It almost feel like the um, Neon Cat song, <laughs> but in like a really cool way. I can't really describe it. It's really good. The new ending is also pretty damn good. Good music. Um, I posted a video in our Discord, which you should join if you want to hear about more cool Transformer stuff. I'm just saying. Um, you heard it here first. The second OP of Micron Legend is badass Neon Cat. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's just really fucking good. I'm extremely hyped to go through the rest of the series with this as the OP. 
Oh, yeah. So we open on some fucking arm wrestling. Because uh, Jetfire, his, his fucking, like, extreme bro aura has everyone feeling good. And, like, in high spirits because they have a guy who can turn into pants now for Optimus. Everyone's like, damn, that was cool. Uh, so Smokescreen is on his, like... 75,000th fucking arm wrestling loss in a row, uh, I guess. And he, But he's in high school. He's like, ah, you know, I'll get you next time, buddy. And Hotshot's like, I'm not, I don't know about that, Smokescreen. I don't think you're beating Jetfire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, everyone's just kind of, kind of doing stuff around the base. And we cut up, and everyone's everyone on Autobase is having a great time. They've they've been never been closer. the 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 vibes are great. So we cut up to the moon base, where they uh, they hated Thrust because he spoke the truth. Blocked, 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 blocked. All of you are blocked. None of you are free from sin. Yeah, I love this. So so Thrust is like, all right. I, I listen. I promise you, the pro- Megatron. The problem is not my plans. My plans are perfect, and they they. I have never done anything wrong in my life. And Megatron says, "I know this, and I love you." Oh, does he? Because he says, "I know." No. I don't know this, and I think I might hate you. <laughs> he does. He does basically say that. I don't know this, and I think you might suck. But he's like, "No, no, no. Listen, listen to me. I have." He he basically says this. I have. I know exactly what our weaknesses are. Right? I know exactly why my plans keep failing, and it's not because of Jetfire or the Sky Boom Shield or any of that shit. I have the thing, and I'll, and Megatron's like, "Okay, well, spit it out." Then Thrust says, "Promise you won't get angry at me." And Megatron is like, pauses for a minute and just says, "I don't like games." Out with it, which is Megatron for, "I don't promise anything, so you better not say anything stupid." And Thrust says. They know how to work as a team, and we don't. And uh, Megatron immediately goes, you <laughs> shut the fuck up right now. God. I don't want to hear that from you. But, yeah, that kind of diplomatic stuff reminds me. Do you want a, a, a fun little Audrey story real quick? We can. Or oh, we I cannot. love those. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm four years younger than my sister, so uh, I, I got to see her go through <laughs> getting into adulthood before I had to, which was always fun. And I remember her coming back from college in uh, her freshman year and my mom straight up asking her how much she'd been drinking. And uh, my sister looked at her and said, do you want a, sorry, uh, do you want a, the true answer or an answer you'd like to hear? <laughs> and my, oh, my mother man. goes, my mother goes, how about you try a combination of both? And my sister, <laughs> my sister replies with, "I've never drank so much that I've passed out or lost my memory." And my mom said, "Or made myself sick." That's no, that's what it was. I've never drank so much that I've passed out or made myself sick. And my mom said, "Good answer." That was the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is not the end of this conversation yeah. because Megatron is about to split that fucking squid head right open before Thrust is like, "All right." You need to hear me out. You, I promise you that I can work with this. You just have to let me do some light critique of you and your team dynamics. And Megatron's like, I, fine. Whatever. Do what you will. 
Um, they also, like, one of the important parts of this conversation, which also gets echoed later on at the Autobots, like, in the next scene, um, is their discussion of how temporary this situation is. Um, where they're like, we are going to leave Earth someday. Like, we need, and, and like, as soon as we have the Microns, we're going to leave Earth. And Megatron basically says, like, yeah, you're right, we can't stay on this backwater Hicksville planet forever. Um, so there is, this is something that's sort of, like, newly introduced, is the concept of them leaving, and possibly leaving not that long from now. Which I thought was interesting. And it does get echoed almost immediately uh, by the Autobots in the next scene. Uh, you know, Alexa, Carlos, and Rad are are talking to Hot Rod, and Hot Rod's like, "Yeah, you know, we don't want to be a burden on this planet forever. Eventually, we're going, we're going to have to leave as well." Yeah, like the the sort of impermanence of the situation finally kind of starts up because, like, yeah, they're only here for the minicons. Once those are all squared away, they got to leave, and like clean shit up back on cybertron (laughs) yeah so like hot rod says this he's like yeah no we're gonna leave one day i mean that's not there's no question about that and like the kids are just silent and then he's like wait 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 wait, hang on and hot and hot like but i mean we uh could we don't know when like i don't know we could be around for a while hey maybe we'll maybe we'll come back and visit that's immediately saying that oh god i made them sad (laughs) It's almost funny. I feel like it's almost funnier in the Japanese where Hot Rod says this and then there's just silence and the kids are like, anyway, let's talk about something else. <laughs> it's, it's very much it's very much like that panel from uh, Mop Psycho 100 where it's like, Sensei, please drive carefully. Why don't we talk about something else for a little while? Yes. Uh, also, before that, that cut, we also see uh, Cyclonus and Demolisher start yelling at Thrust, who turns around and says, See? See? This is exactly what I'm talking about. None of you know how to work together or work as a team under me. This is this is why we're getting our ass kicked. And during this entire thing, Sideways is just sitting there watching everything. He's like, he's kind of looking around. Um, and Thrust basically turns to Megatron and says, Listen. We, if we get the Skyboom shield, if we can reclaim the shield, our luck will reverse so hard. Once we get the shield, more Decepticons will be drawn to the battlefield. And Megatron's oh, like, yeah. oh, that, that sounds interesting. And then we get a very ominous cut to Neptune, um, where a really big spaceship is slowly drifting through space. Again, scale. I don't know her. <laughs> Tidal, this is Tidal Wave, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this will, is abs- up next episode. This is absolutely yeah. This is Tidal Wave and Scale. I don't know her. He's this is absolutely. Deep. This is absolutely not how large he's large, but he's absolutely not this large. Presumably, he's like we're, he's not like right up next to Neptune. It's like in the background because you know Neptune, pretty big planet, but like yeah, he is. He looks quite big here. Yeah, um, but we'll, uh, we'll get more of him later though. There's also yeah. So Thrust is also like. As uh, as he's going on, he's also like, Megatron, what's the one constant in all your failed relationships? And then he goes, it's that cursed motorcycle. Why do you even still have that thing? And he moves <laughs> over to, to Double Face, and he like looks Double Face directly in the eye, and Double Face stares back, and there's such, ooh, the, ten- the erotic tension between them, folks. <laughs> the erotic tension between a fucked up, like, whatever the fuck sideways is, as we learn later. And a squid man. Yeah. 
They're gonna so, they're gonna hate fuck before they're done. I tell you what. I tell you what. So we cut over to the auto base. They're looking for Jetfire. At first, they think he's like slacking off and avoiding like base maintenance duty. They're building a shuttle, by the way. The Autobots are like building a ship uh, to return to Cybertron with because obviously right. they don't like have one right now. Um, Which is how this conversation comes about in the first place. Yeah. So no one, everyone's, and I, what I really love is that this whole thing starts because Riddler's just like, okay, everyone stop helping for the love of God. None of you know what you're doing. I'll handle it. Yeah. He's, he's like, Optimus, that doesn't go there. Put that down. Hotshot, stop. Cut that out. Um, I'm, listen, I'll, I'll just do it myself. I love that detail of Red Alert where he's just like, there's just that little bit of of neurotic G1 Red Alert in yeah. him. Just a little bit. Just a touch. And, and then he's like, why don't you guys just do like a fucking clip show while I fix this? <laughs> yeah, so they, go, they go to Jennifer. I was like, hey guys, I was just watching a clip show. It's like, there's just a, a brief little clip show. In the middle of this episode, where, where Jetfire Jetfire is watching the fucking tapes and see and catching up on all of the exciting events that he missed in the first half of the show, um, and then he he gets to the part where where he, where Sideways shows up as an Autobot, and he's like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" Um, and Hotshot explains the whole thing. He's like, "Well, that's Sideways. He he fucking tricked us and took the Star Saber and and hurt my feelings very badly." Oh my god. Okay, so. Obviously, this would get lost in translation for many reasons, but there is a bit in the sub here that I think is hilarious because apparently Skyfire is the only one who speaks English here. Because as they're explaining this to him, he goes, double face, huh? One with two faces. And it's like, oh shit. None of all of this could have been avoided if any of y'all spoke fucking English. God damn, what are you doing in Nebraska? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god all of this could have been avoided if any of you knew what the word double face meant huh I never thought about it that way Jetfire damn I'm really stupid I like to think that none of them speak English and uh, Jetfire is <laughs> the only one who speaks English and he he's the only one who's able to translate double face so he's looking at this and he's like are you guys sure he's like a Decepticon? Well, okay, before we get to that, actually, we have another cut-up. That's right. We have another cut-up to the Decepticon base, where Doubleface has, like, g- cornered Ironhide, and he's like, hey, Ironhide, I need to speak to you. And Ironhide's like, what's up? He's like, man, we cannot trust Thrust. Look at his plans. They fucked us over big time. He's just, like, using his position as a trusted advisor to fuck Megatron over. It's obvious. Can't you see that it's obvious? And Ironhide's like, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intelligent. Young men, listen up. I am speaking directly into your ear right now. All it, right? It, I need you to walk up to the tactician and, and beat him into a fine paste. Yeah. All so, right? yeah, Doubleface is like, you're loyal, right? And Ironhide's like, yeah, I'm super loyal. I'm, like, the only one here who's loyal. And, and Doubleface is like, what if I told you that the only way to actually be loyal was to, be- to betray Megatron? And I was like, huh? <laughs> and Doubleface is like, so, he trusts his advisor, but his advisor's gonna fuck him. So, for the good of both Megatron and the Decepticons, you gotta fuck Thrust first. And Ironhide's like, I'm not so sure that's how that works. Actually, that seems not great. And Doubleface is like, listen, 
If you won't do it, I'll do it myself, because I'm not a coward. I'm not afraid of thrust. And uh, if that means I have to exile Megatron for his own good, so be it. And Walter's like, hold on, whoa, whoa, he does the fucking Andre the Giant gif. Yeah, all right. Hang on. I, again, John Mulaney. All right, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. I love that Sideways negs Demolisher. It's like, oh, I guess I, guess I misjudged you. I thought you were, like, the real deal. But, I mean, listen, if you, if you can't do it yourself, I guess it'll have to fall to me. Because I'm not a fucking pussy. And Demolisher's like, hang on, whoa, hey. I can do it. I, I can totally do it. You just, uh, do, you, you just watch me do it. I'll... I will, I will fuck thrust right up. So this is when we cut back to Jetfire, and he's like, "Hey, I don't think this guy's like a real Decepticon either." And everyone's like, "No, he definitely is. He betrayed the shit out of us." And Jetfire's like, "Yeah, okay, but check this shit out." So remember way back during that incredibly poorly animated episode when uh, Sideways pretended to to be knocked out of the fight. And he shot Cyclonus out of the sky. Well, Jetfire has this on tape. And he zooms in. And he sees Sideways shooting uh, Cyclonus down. And in his hand is a mug that says, World's Worst Decepticon. (laughs) And and Jetfire is like, I watched this clip like a hundred times. There's no, it's not a visual error. It's not some weird editing bullshit. That is Sideways shooting his own comrade out of the sky. That guy is shady as fuck. I don't know what's going on with him. So this is when uh, we get we get thrust. You know, he he got called over to the fucking scrap heap, and he's like, "Hello, Demolisher, did you call me? Hello." Uh, and then Demolisher pops out of the fucking rubble and does a giant swing on him. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking just throws him. It's amazing. He's like, I've got you now, you fucking traitor. You're not going to betray Megatron. And, and Thrust is like, whoa, wait, what? what the fuck is going it's on like, here? It's like the opposite of Twink about to pounce. <laughs> and so, yeah, he just fucking chucks si- uh, Thrust, like, into a wall. And Sideways is watching from a distance. And he goes, ha, job well done. And he dusts his hands off. And he goes into, like, a weird crystal cave. I don't know where this is, but he's... And he, he takes his head off. Yeah, he does take his head off. We see his true head again, uh, and he's talking to no one again. He's just reporting to space. And now, you've heard of Real Recognize Real, time- introducing Fake Recognize Fake, as Starscream is like, I fucking knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. I know a weasel when I see it. <laughs> when the sideways is sus. Um... Everyone has cornered sideways now. Everyone walks in. Demoli- or Megatron like drags Demolisher in by the arm, and is like, or no, it's it's thrust. Or no, it's a uh, it's, it's, it's Sandstorm. Like Sandstorm. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Sandstorm is like uh, Ironhide. We are parading you in front of this clown because you were stupid enough to believe him. <laughs> like yeah, You're, really? we're putting a dunce cap on you as we speak, and this is coming from Sandstorm, so it really yeah. burns. Yeah, that's gotta hurt. Also, I love that. Uh, sideways hurriedly puts his decepticon head back on when they when they <laughs> walk in like come on man you, that, don't that be suspicious matter. don't be suspicious this is what yeah then megatron and thrust walk in and megatron's like you fucking rat you have been sowing the seeds of discord among my ranks this entire time well you know what 
I'm sick of this shit. It's time for you to pay for your crimes, which I assume means he is going to uh, shoot sideways his head off with a fusion cannon. Yeah. Or he's going to give him the Starscream special to finish the job this time. But, you know, I you know if Double Face has one thing going for him, it is his um, speed and agility as the smallest physical... Um, Septicon or Transformer, whatever. Fuck it. His speed, his agility, and his knowledge of buttons that cause cave-ins. Yeah, that that too. So he does cause... So he, like, reveals a panel, presses a big button, and um, it busts open. It's handwall busting through. Because um, he... It reveal It, like, takes away the opposite wall of the cave, and he transforms into a motorcycle, and he speeds away. And Thrust immediately is like... Don't let him get away! Chase after him! And transforms and chases after him. And Starscream's like, yeah, you're right, and is about to go. And Megatron's like, no. Puts a hand on Starscream's shoulder. He's like, no. We'll see. Like, Dust likes to talk to talk. Let's see if he can walk the walk. Yeah, let's see how, let's see how loyal Thrust actually is. Let's see, let's see if he can back it up. And I do, Was... there's actually really like the animation of Thrust, like, flying out. Uh, yeah. After Sideways. Yeah, no, this looked, uh, God, if only all their flying looked like this. There's, like, really nice clouds over him, and it's good shit. It's, like, it's like a, a, a nice, like, trail, like a light trail behind him. Again, um, there are, there are moments, there are moments, and I, I had, like, a note of this as well, uh, that I didn't put down, but while I was watching, that really sort of feel like, really good homages to 90s anime like Escaflown in particular um, or Outlaw Star is another one that comes to mind sometimes um, and this is like one of those like moments where it's just like oh yeah like sometimes you do know how to animate could you I also, keep this up? I don't think I've ever talked about it but I really liked I really like Thrust's alternate mode I think it looks really good like it's a I don't know what oh, I think it's mode? a specific yeah, his jet mode. It's a, it's a specific kind of plane, but I really like the vent that's in the middle of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It just adds Listen, like a good, if uh, he's going to be the ugliest motherfucker to ever walk in his root mode, then he might as well have a cool alt mode to make up for it. So we kept down to the auto base, and the only thing I wrote down here is that there's a lot of jokes about Fred wanting to eat. Oh. Uh, is there anything of note here? I, in the, in I the don't sub? have any more notes about the Autobots at this point. Every, the that rest of my just... notes in this episode are all about the Decepticons. Yeah, they're just talking about something. They're just like, well, if we stick together, uh, nothing will happen again. Fred's like, I don't want to eat. And then we cut back to the, the, the good shit here. Uh, so Thrust grabs sideways. And he's like, you're not getting away from me. I've got you now. And he knees him in the balls. Yeah, he needs him right in the balls, uh, and is about to just, you know, uh, the rest of the Decepticons show up as, as Thrust has him grappled, but then, uh, Sideways becomes intangible. And, uh, basically at that point, Megatron's like, alright, Thrust has shown me enough, I don't doubt his loyalty or capability, like, but this is beyond the scope of his abilities, and I will take care of this with the Star Saber, and he slices... Double face in two. And then he puts himself back together again. and everyone's Double like, face says, can you feel your heart burning? Can you feel the struggle within? The fear within me is beyond anything your soul can make. You cannot kill me in a way that matters. Oh, shit. Oh, no, that's, re- that's not what he actually says. That's a, a Tumblr shit post. 
God, but it would fit right in with this fucking shit. Yeah, because yeah, he is me holding is this. It's the me holding a gun to a mushroom. Tell me the name of yes. God, you fungal piece of shit. <laughs> Tell me the name of God, you virus piece of shit. shit. Sideways, can you feel your heart burning? Can you feel the struggle within you? The fear within me is beyond anything your your soul can make. You cannot kill me in a way that matters. Me cocking the gun, tears streaming down my face. I'm not fucking scared of you. <laughs> Me holding the star saber. I'm not fucking scared of you. Hey, OP, what the fuck does this mean? Decay exists in, as an extant form of life. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a terrifying a- answer. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's basically how this yeah. scene goes. Yeah. Like, hey, they fucking... hey, double face, what does that mean? Decay <laughs> decay exists as an extant form of life, Megatron. That's a terrifying answer. I'm going to kill you. And so he does. He fucking after after the the Decepticons just rain lasers on him with no effect. Uh, Meg, Megatron just walks up and is like, "All right, I'm done fucking around with you." He fucking minces sideways. He he like chops them into a bunch of fucking pieces, and they all crumble to the ground. But then a uh, tentacled, severed head of Mirror, his like minicon partner, rises above. And taunts them. And I think at this point you'd like to have a story about uh, Sideways' Japanese voice actor. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, hmm. So, you know, I, I was like, at some point, I'm going to look up all the seiyus. And I'll do a little bits on them. Because, you know, they're, they're pretty good seiyus. For, for everything that's, like, bad about this show, the voice acting is not actually part of it. But uh, we have a new ending. For this episode. And it was actually good. So I hung out a little bit. And then I got um, the equivalent of sucker punched in the jaw. By one name that I saw there. And that name is Double Faces Seiyu. Who happens to be Takahiro Sakurai. Now. Takahiro Sakurai. Is perhaps the single most prolific seiyu in the history of anime. Uh, he's been pretty active since the late 90s uh, to present day. Uh, I mean, right now, currently, he is the voice of Miyuki Kazuya in Ace of Diamond, Die No Ace. Um, and I'm trying to think. He's been um, Cloud Strife since the original Final Fantasy VII came out. So again, like, a pretty long and storied career. Um He's a better question than what has Takahiro Sakurai been in. Uh, I mean, other notable roles can include like things like um, Sasori from uh, Naruto, uh, Yosuke from Persona 4. One second, let me just look up his uh, look up his uh, filmography here. Um, he, Rohan Kishibe in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Etc., etc., etc. But um, right around this time, actually, in the early aughts, I would say probably between like 2001 to 2007, was also where he had a pretty notable career in BL. Uh, he played a lot of um, Yaoi protagonists. Um, so, uh, specifically off the top of my head, he played. Um, I mean, in addition to playing Cloud Strife, which, you know, <laughs> mileage may vary. Um, but he, he played uh, Misaki, the main character of Junjo Romantica. He played uh, Yuri Shibuya, the main character of Kyo Karamao. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he played Tentamon in Digimon Adventure, which wasn't gay in the original version, but the dub company did base Tentamon and um, uh, Koizumi off of a real-life gay couple they knew. So, that's pretty funny. Um, he played... I guess this confirms that uh, Sideways is indeed gay. Yeah, he play, he plays one of the main characters in Get Backers, which again is not like explicitly gay, but came out in 2002 and like... It's not explicitly gay, but it's pretty fucking gay. Um, it's like everything but sort of, you know. Um, interestingly, in a in a shockingly straight role, though I would say bisexual because I think all four of the main characters in the show are bisexual. He plays Fakir in Princess Tutu. So uh, again, like he's been active. He started really in 1996. Um, he's active to this day. Um, He's Popco and Pop Team Epic. That's pretty funny. Um, oh, he's he's Reagan in Mob Psycho 100. Oh my god! Yeah, he's 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 yeah, he's gay. That's wonderful. He's gay. He's gay. In in the English, he is one of the, so there are these three guys in, in particular who keep showing up in the fucking Unicron trilogy. They're the fucking Dobson brothers. As Michael. Brian and Paul, and uh, sideways is Paul Dobson. Ah, yes. They're just a bunch of Canadians, I assume. Um, but yeah, anyway, they he he rises high above the moon surface, and he's like, "Do you fucking think that the the sword and the shield are the end of it? You don't know what the fuck is out there. There are so many minicons, and you have no idea. Like there, there was you have no idea what could possibly await you." Uh, and then he just leaves. There's like he's like, you can't kill me. Uh, I will simply come back, and I will. I'm always here. I am your fucking shadows, and you will never. He basically is like, you will never fucking sleep again. Bye. Oh, there's also yeah. As he goes, so like as he reforms himself after getting minced, just really quickly, as he reforms himself after getting minced by Megatron, he sort of reforms himself out of like cables in like this very long necked, almost snake like form. Um, which could just be a reference to him being a fucking snake. Um, or it couldn't be a reference at all. But I also wondered if it was a reference to, um, Roku Rokubi, the long-necked yokai woman in, uh, Japanese folklore. Oh, maybe. Because he, like, moves the way she, like, tends to move in depictions of her, so... Anyway, I mean, he's a fucking sideways is a fucking creepypasta. So, you know, yeah, anyway, I wouldn't put it past them. He pieces out, but it's OK, because he's got, about to be replaced by Daddy Big Lick, who Dick, who's landing. Yeah. So we cut to a beach where the Autobots and the Decepticons are preparing to fight and interspersed with, you know, their usual pre-fight banter. We get just exceedingly ominous shots of the fucking gigantic battleship descending through the sky. As tidal wave is about to arrive again, he's very large, but he's not that large. You know what his uh, his Japanese name is, right? I don't know. Shockwave. Right. Good. Okay. <laughs> he's shockwave. It. It. Listen. It's nothing. The the rules. The, the points don't count, and the rules don't matter. And funnily enough, I believe the reason one of the reasons they renamed him in the dub is because at this point. Hasbro did not have the trademark, uh, the registered trademark for Shockwave. 
Um, this is also why in Energon there's a guy named Shock Blast who basically looks exactly like Shockwave, but is not named Shockwave. Um, I don't think they would get that back until... I guess Animated is the next one where he pops up again uh, as a toy. Well, the Bayverse movies first. No, Animated Shockwave appeared before... Uh, Live action Shockwave. Dark of the Moon was 2011, I believe. Oh, you're right. I forgot he wasn't in the first ones. Okay, yeah. Nope. He's barely in the third one, to be fair. Honestly, which is a shame, because he's the only one that actually looks good in the Bayverse. He looks so cool. Yeah, I, I will say, like, most of most of the Bayverse designs suck shit, and it's just because it looks like metal. Cra- like, two cars crashing into each other every time they move. But Shockwave is nice and distinct and looks pretty fucking sexy in the papers, I'm not gonna lie. But no, he's in it for about four minutes uh, and says one line and he has a big worm. (laughs) Yep. The worm gets more screen time than he does. Again, it's a shame, but he's big sexy in the the Bayverse movies. I I will give them that much. I will give them that much. And so next time we will we will see fucking tidal waves landing. Uh, as things really get shaken up big time by the big boy. We're playing with the big boys now. Uh, but that's it for, for these episodes. I guess we should hop into questions. None on Twitter, but we got a few on Discord. First off, <laughs> Carshmallow. Steven Marshmallow asks, You know, I'm starting to think sideways. It may not be entirely trustworthy. Surely that must be a mistake, right? No, he's fine. Yeah. He's normal. It's fine and normal and everyone trusts him. Well, you don't, like, talk to the depths of space and turn into weird, like, static goo monsters whenever you're confronted by your co-workers about being a traitor? I do that all the time. Uh, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I'm doing I'm it. Like a, I'm like a, I'm, I'm a floating st- disembodied static head right now. I did it 34 minutes ago. Casaracnia <laughs> uh, uh, asks uh, Starting with a guy named Doubleface Might be a bit two-faced What's your favorite Janus symbolism in fiction? Janus of course being the Roman god of doorways And pathways and whatnot Who has two faces And for what January is named after Because it's looking yep. in the year behind and year ahead So I have two answers Fuck to you, this it's January <laughs> Uh I have two answers to this. Um, the more literal one is um, the mayor of Halloween Town from Nightmare Before I was going to say the mayor of Halloween Town. That was the first guy I thought of. Yeah, I really like him. I, I think he has a fun design. Um, so mayor of Halloween Town's number one in a more cerebral sense, um, Rio and Bakura. Because you know the kind of bitch I yeah. am. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of my other like, double-faced characters i mean there's a lot of mask symbology like yeah but that's more of a comedic thing that's more of a like plus that's three of them not two yeah i mean fair fair enough fair enough that it's three of them but i don't think it's any less legitimate than the mayor of halloween town i do like animated blitzwing a lot is the thing yeah i like that one of the heads is arnold schwarzenegger um I mean, I do like him. I'm trying to think of a serious one, like a like like your more cerebral version. And I'm just oh, I see what you're saying. Should I should I should have thought about this harder than I'll just say the mayor of Halloween Town because I that's the one I came up with immediately. But of course, I mean, the cl- damn it, he- 
The classic is like Jekyll and Hyde, right? Right. Like that's like sort of the literary version of it. Um Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm just blanking on anything. Mayor of Halloween Town with. wins, uh, reigns supreme. He does. Uh, I love that. I love that neurotic little bastard. Um, he's so triangular. And then also from Cass, what's your opinion on Optimuses slash Megatrons who are not the leaders of their larger respective factions? Factions like Beast Era Megatron and Optimus and Animated Optimus. I, mean, I love that shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of my experience is with them as the leaders of their mm-hmm. <laughs> of their factions. Um, I, I do. I, I think it introduces an interesting dynamic in those shows yeah. in particular. I mean, I think um, I think the the best the one who does it most successfully is Animated Optimus. Yes. Uh, Just some fucking like basically a janitor who gets thrust into this insane shit yeah um because in that one megatron is the leader absolutely like definitively and he is not to be fucked with uh yeah guess what happens when a bunch of space bridge technicians try to take him on in the first episode uh things don't go very well for anyone involved but uh that one might be a bit on starscream's part i also kind of like um i also do i mean he's kind of a jackass in the comics but um I do, I find, like, post-Matrix Optimus in um, the IDW comics interesting, if not he is, if not particularly likable. Yeah, he is very interesting. He is, like, there's a lot that you do with him that I'm a big fan of, and, and making him not, like, the fucking stalwart good guy. He's like, no, he's more complicated than that. Yeah, he's like, all right, listen, you voted for Starscream? Good luck, Cybertron! I'm Bye. out! <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do all this shit here. You get one half of the Matrix Bumblebee. You get one half of the Matrix Rodimus. I'm Orion Pax now. I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to deal with any of his shit. Op out. Uh, Mic drop. Yep. That's that's pretty great too. And you know, I I think Beast Wars Megatron might still be my favorite Megatron. He's just so fucking good. And I. Uh, and I. Oh, sorry. No, are you gonna say? No. Uh, finish your thought. I mean, him as this, like, almost radical element of the Predacon faction doing a bunch of insane shit through time travel is so good. Yeah. Because he he is on some, like, mission from God type stuff. Yeah. In Beast Wars. I was also going to say that, like, IDW1 part two uh, phase two megatron is also interesting in that way oh yeah but oh yeah i'm i'm (laughs) i I have an unpopular opinion which is that um i really think that um idw megatron phase two uh, idw megatron got off the hook too much was let too much off the hook um because uh, i mean i mean we've we've talked about this before but i really feel like basically the uh happiness of the entire lost like crew was contingent on a universe where he doesn't face any judgment for any of things he did which feels kind of fucked up to me but he is interesting for sure in in phase two of idw comics after giving after not only leading to decepticons but fucking abandoning them yeah just like uh disbanding them officially disbanding them anyway of course 
That's when Galvatron steps in, who is a different guy than Megatron, which is not usually the case in IW, and says, Hey, what's up? I'm the Decepticon leader now. Let's go do some shit. Um, I'm trying to think if there are other non-standard... I don't think there are any other examples no, of non-standard leadership. A lot changes between different continuities, but those are kind of constant. Those are mostly pretty constant. Especially now, uh, I think that in a lot of new shows, they are moving away from those kind of differences uh, in, in the kind of animated era. And going back towards... Optimus, Megatron, on Cybertron, Civil War, Decepticons, Evil, Autobots, Good. They're kind of, like, uncomplicating a lot of things in many of the new shows. Yeah. Uh, so, and finally here from Casey Cosmotech during the Discord. What novelty CRT television would you want to own? I don't. I want... I don't know if there's a CRT television, but there is a, a picture of a fucking... Epic Hot Wheels custom PC from like 2003, and I want a, uh, a a a CRT version of that. Hang on, let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, I probably should have been more specific about Hot Wheels. Yeah, no, no, no. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I, check this shit out. Check it out. I want the Shrek TV. Ooh, the Shrek TV. I want the Shrek TV so I can watch all cinematic masterpieces the way their directors intended them to be watched. Well, this fucking pro gamer setup. Yeah, fuck. It has a carrying handle. The PC has a carrying handle. That's how you know it's cool. But yeah, no, Shrek TV is the correct answer. That's just the truth. Um, I also want that one really old ass television setup from that one meme picture of of the the old CRT or maybe not even CRT I think it's like a tube television with demon souls on it surrounded by firewood <laughs> I want that I want that setup that's my that's my gamer setup let me see if I can track down that Shrek TV so I can watch the rest of Armada on it the, yeah the way the animators intended it with the, their love and care folks we've been prime cuts <laughs> Uh, you can find that's us. how I would describe Armada animated with a lot of love and care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can you can find us at Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on the Noise X Y Z network, which you can find at Noise X Y Z. A lot of other really good shows on that network, including Night Marinara, Nona Roy's Night Marinara, which is about creepypasta. Kyle X Y, which is about Kyle X Y. Camarote Radio which is about the Yakuza series, and um, Zero to Zero, which is about superhero movies. and it's Currently, they're watching Shazam. Another shit, but mostly movies. Uh, you can also join our Discord. We'd love to have you. We're going to continue plugging it. Uh, you can find a link to that Discord in the description of this and all our other episodes, as well as the URL section of our Twitter bio. And if you would like to hear more from me personally, you can follow me on Tumblr or Twitter at Optimum on Prime. I'm Audrey. Uh, that's my funny, and that's my funny robot internet joke. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcast I do, which is Pot of Greed, also on the Noise Space Network, which is about Yu-Gi-Oh! And we're at the beginning of Season 3 of GX. And so far, we have a kill count of two. So, doing great there. And that's it for me. Oh, you can find Pot Agreed. Not... You can find Pot Agreed at Pot Agreed Cast. On I'm sure that kill count won't go any higher. No, that's probably it. Uh, That'll be fine. Yeah, that's me. 
You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. You can also find my many other projects in various places. I am on Disney Minus, a show where we are forced by uh, the the fucking foul rodent uh, to watch everything on Disney Plus. Latest episodes on the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, a utterly baffling film, which came out in 2018. I didn't realize that. That movie looks really bad for something that came out in 2018. I don't know how they... I don't understand how that got past anybody. <laughs> Not acceptable. Um, that's at Disney Minus Pod. You can also find a, uh, a a podcast that is now pretty much complete. I did with my friend Jane about She-Ra 2018 over at Podcast of Power. And our next project, which is going to be spinning up real soon, a comprehensive companion podcast to final fantasy 14 online that's at heidelin radio on twitter that is radio free heidelin and you know hopefully soon they'll put it back on sale haven't yet i just don't think they have anyway i haven't checked they haven't said anything about it maybe they silently put it back on sale but i doubt it sarah's just look crowded. you can't play the free trial don't play the free trial fuck off can't play another game Go play, touch go play Final Fantasy Eleven. Touch some grass. <laughs> go touch some grass. The, the ser- we gotta build the servers out of fucking scrap in a cave. Because <laughs> it's a goddamn shortage. Yeah, it's at the Highland Radio, and that's uh, that is us. So until then, I am going to collapse into my constituent parts, reform into horrible static nightmare goo, and and fly into the void of space, and uh, while while laughing maniacally. Uh, I'm going to try to kill some mushrooms, transform and roll out. Peach. Decay is its own form of life. (laughs) Peach. Peach. Peach.